This is the Healthy Free Life Show, where you're going to learn a new way to eat and live healthy for the glory of God. I'm your health coach, Katrina Sequenzia, and I'm on a mission to help Christians get healthy, ditch disease, lose weight, and find food freedom. So if you're ready to get healthy and free so you can live that abundant life that you've been promised, then let's do the thing. Well, hello, dear one. This episode might be one of the most important ones I've recorded to date. Over the last several dozens of episodes that I've recorded, I've yet to really compile all of the seven habits of a healthy free life into one episode. In episode number one, the very first episode of Healthy Free Life Show, I shared with you what makes Healthy Free Life different. And I shared about the body-mind-spirit framework and how there are seven vital habits that we must have in order to create a healthy body, mind, and spirit. And I shared with you about them, but I didn't really deep dive into them. And so what I want to do here in this episode is I want to share with you the vital importance of each one of these healthy habits, worship, rest, hydrate, sleep, move, eat glorious foods, and exercise. These are habits that when we establish them in our life, they will help us to actually accomplish our goals for our health and our life. Because listen, I don't know about you. It's like we might you know, be tempted. Here we are sitting at the beginning of the new year. We might be tempted to go on a diet. We might think that a new diet and exercise program is what we need because um, unlike a diet though, here's the thing is that you are only going to do a diet for 30 days. And I love James Clear, his quote where he says, success is the product of daily habits, not once in a lifetime transformations. I don't know about you, but I've tried so many once in a lifetime transformation <laughs> diets in my life. And it is one of those things that I never, ever succeeded. And I never sustained it because I didn't establish the habits of a healthy lifestyle in order to help me to really thrive beyond the diet. I just did a diet and the diet never taught me how to actually change the way I eat and live. They just had us go all in, do everything. And it was something that my brain could never do. And because listen, our brains aren't wired that way. We must make progress slowly over time and begin to add in healthy habits into our life. So unlike a diet that you do for 30 days, these seven habits, we perform them every day for the rest of our lives. And I know that this, this might sound a little daunting, but here's the thing. I promise you that these habits are life changing and they are life giving habits that you will come to love. Listen, we've got to embrace the practicing of the healthy free life way. It is a must. And so listen, I, here's what I, how I want to preface this. I'm going to talk about each of the seven habits. I'm not going to go into full, full depth. Honestly, that would take hours and hours. I really want to give you an overview of the seven habits. So you fully understand these are the habits that we want to begin to establish in our life. And guess what? This new year, we can begin that journey. In fact, I'm really excited because you're going to love our new year's challenge. It's my five day healthy habits challenge, and it starts on January 1st. And every day for five days, we're going to add in one new simple healthy habits. So one of the habits of a healthy free life, we're going to add in and it's going to have a profound effect on your life and health. And so you are going to start the new year fresh and you're going to be inspired to make this new year your healthiest year ever. 
We're going to create a morning routine that you are going to love and depend on that's going to set you up for success every day from here on out. You can learn more about the Healthy Habit Challenge and register for it at healthyfreelife.com forward slash challenge. Again, healthyfreelife.com forward slash challenge. I'll also put the link in the episode show notes. So then let me preface one more thing before we dive into each of these habits is that what I'm going to be sharing with you is why each of these seven habits deserves a place in the top seven. And I'm going to be sharing with you why it's so vitally important that we add them in. But also I'm going to share with you what the ultimate goal is of each of these habits. Now, I do not want you to be overwhelmed by the ultimate goal because I don't like, I don't want you to look at it and go, oh my gosh, I'm so far away from that ultimate goal of eating or exercising or doing these things that you're saying I need to do, Katrina. And that's where I want you to just take a breath in and out and just know that I don't expect you to get to the ideal overnight. In fact, it's for some of our habits, I don't expect you to get to the ideal in a matter of years. Some of these things have taken me personally years to establish in my life. And I also have not arrived at ideal in every single habit, but that doesn't mean I don't continue striving. I'm so excited that each and every day and every month I get to get up and I get to make progress towards these goals because these goals and, and working and practicing them they are what are keeping me healthy. I don't have to diet. I don't have to um, depend on some sort of a new year's resolution to get healthy and to lose weight. I just know that these habits are exactly what I need day in and day out, month in and month out. This way I can be about the business of doing the good things that God has for me to do without having to concern myself with dieting and weight loss and all the things because these habits have served their purpose and I want, want them to do the same for you. So here's what you need to know if you, is that the ideal is like where we're heading. And I want you to take steps, baby steps. Again, I did a whole podcast on baby steps. Episode 16 was all about baby steps. And that's exactly what we practice inside the Healthy Free Life Academy, where each and every month we spend one month on one of these habits and we rotate through them and we begin to make progress in these habits. And so I want you to just hear me out, hear about these, and then recognize that you just need to make baby steps towards these goals. And I'd love to be your coach to help you to do that. And it all starts with the healthy habit challenge that starts on January 3rd. So definitely go and register for that. All right, let's dive into these habits. And I'm going to be talking about them in order of importance. So we are body, mind, and spirit, right? Our spiritual health is our foundation. And then our mind health sits on top and our body health then comes in at the top of our pyramid. So worship is our spiritual habit that we work on here at Healthy Free Life. Here's what you need to know though, is that when it comes to our spiritual life, worship is not the only habit. It's not the only thing that we need to engage in for our spiritual health, but worship is foundational. And here's why, is that you were created for God's pleasure. Because in Revelations 4.11, it says, God created everything, and it is for God's pleasure that they exist and were created. We were created for God's pleasure. We were made to also love God. Okay, we were made to love God. The way we express our love to God is worship. Worshiping God is placing Him above all else and recognizing our place in submission to Him. 
Romans 12.1 further explains where it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. We want to offer God all of us. So let's talk about this worship. I love this quote. I'm going to read to you from Dallas Willard. Dallas Willard says, The first and most basic thing that we can and must do is keep God before our minds. This is the fundamental secret of caring for our souls. Our part in thus practicing the presence of God is to direct and redirect our minds constantly to Him. In the early time of our practicing, we may be well challenged by our burdensome habits of dwelling on things less than God. (laughs) Can I get an amen? But these are habits, not the law of gravity, and they can be broken. All right. So listen, what he's saying is like, you can rewire your brain and break bad habits, but we must practice and create the new healthy habit of putting God before our minds. This is the habit of worship. Okay. So living in constant awareness and connection with the Holy Spirit, that's going to take a lifetime of practice, y'all. And it doesn't just happen. We've got to practice worship. We've got to practice. The writer William Paulsell says, it is unlikely that we will deepen our relationship with God in a casual or haphazard manner. There will be a need for some intentional commitment and some reorganization of our own lives, but there is nothing that will enrich our lives more than a deep and clearer perception of God's presence and the routine of daily living. Y'all, worship is non-negotiable. The spiritual disciplines of worship, they are key if you want to experience this type of life. And guess what? You do this. How do we how do we worship God? What does that even mean? I'm not talking about corporate worship. I'm not talking about when you go to church and you worship the Lord. Maybe you sing praise and worship songs and you do worship activities. No, I'm talking about your personal worship. What happens behind closed doors in your home? So how do you worship? You do this by connecting with and worshiping God throughout your day. The goal is that we begin, we are moment by moment walking with the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I sure am not there yet. It is something that is, is something I'm practicing. And I got to be honest, I used to just think that the only thing my spiritual health needed was that I needed to just wake up and do a devotional in the morning and spend time in prayer. And then I close my Bible and go about my day. And I would like at certain seasons in my life, I never revisited God throughout the rest of the day. And then I would just wake up and do the same thing the next day. Well, that, well, no, that's not what he wants from us. He wants a continuous conversation and communion with us throughout our day, morning, before bed, and all times in between. And so what can we be doing? Well, you got to know that it is like we're human beings, not human doings. So we need to be with God. But how do we be with God? Well, we can actually use our mind and our bodies, so cool, to be with God. So we can engage in acts of prayer. We can physically read our Bible. We can meditate on the word. We can memorize scripture. We can sing. We can dance. We can fast. We can serve others. We can express gratitude and so much more. The Bible tells us that everything is an act of worship. No matter what you do, whether you eat, whether you drink, for do it all for the glory of God. Amen? 
So activities that you do with your mind and body, what happens is these orient our life around God, body, mind, and spirit. This is why worship is the foundation of our health. It is the most important habit because then from here, then everything flows. If we are in constant communion with the Lord, then we can, as we go about our day and we we have things before us that we need to eat or need to do. We can inquire with the Lord. Does this bring me closer to you or further away? Does this bring you glory or not? What is it that you would have me do in this moment? And let him become our guiding light to living a healthy, free life. He is our strength. He will help us in all things as it relates to our health. Everything flows from here. And listen, all of these worship activities and things that we're doing Really, it's a means to an end. The ultimate goal is we want to be with Jesus and to live the way of Jesus and be shaped by that activity into the image of Jesus. And how will we know when we've arrived? Well, I truly believe that we know that we will have arrived with worship when we exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. So we are doing our part to cultivate a a practicing the presence of the Lord, practicing these spiritual disciplines, especially of worship. And then what happens is that Spirit, then the Holy Spirit, then begins to develop these fruits of the Spirit. Peace, love, joy, patience, self-control, all of the fruits of the Spirit come and they become part of who we are. And so that when the, the chaos of life comes... And, and wants to knock us off of our feet, that regardless of what's swirling around, we have peace. Regardless of our circumstances, whether in plenty or in lack, we have joy. And when that person who annoys us or that coworker or, you know, uh, you know but that we have patience and kindness and gentleness, that when we are faced with a choice to... Um, whether to give into a temptation, whether it comes from food or something else, that we have, the Spirit has developed self-control in us and that we will not be mastered by that. And the fruit of the Spirit of self-control is there and there to protect us. This is what we're after. This is why worshiping and practicing the habit of worship is so vitally important. So what is the ideal goal here? Well, you know, as I said, Uh, What we do for worship is just really a means to the end of being like Christ, right? And being made made into the image of Christ. So how do we define that practically? And so um, honestly, we want to begin to develop worship as a way of life. And so we do this by connecting with God throughout the day, morning, before bed, and all the times in between. And so this is where we want to engage in several, I mean, There's no right way or wrong way to worship. And the list of prayer and Bible reading and meditating on the word and singing, dancing, fasting, serving others, expressing gratitudes and more, that's just the beginning. And so I'm not here to define it, but definitely one of the best first places that I have my students start with is in reading the word and connecting with the Lord through prayer. And we just start with one Bible verse, um, one Bible verse a day. And so um, that's what we're going to be starting with when it comes um, at the Healthy Habit Challenge. We're going to be starting our our uh, first habit will be to read one Bible verse and pray it. And I'm going to teach you exactly how to do that. All right, let's dive into habit number two. 
rest, our rest habit. Here's the thing you need to know is that stress is one of the biggest health disruptors and also one of the most prominent toxins in our life. Stress is so bad that it weakens our immune system and it adversely affects every other system in our body, leading to disease. In fact, it has been shown to help cancer cells survive. A mindset around a lifestyle of rest and relaxation is the cure. And listen, God made us to rest. He instructed us to rest. He gave us a whole day of rest. But how many of us actually take him at his word and follow and, and do a Sabbath, which was a forever command? How many of us actually engage in Sabbath once a week? But you know, he also wants us to be still as well during our day and to rest and take a mini Sabbath during our day as well. And listen, if you're trying to lose weight, Stress must be addressed. Everything your metabolism does is designed to do one major thing, to measure and react to stress. Stress and other lifestyle factors work through complicated hormonal and metabolic mechanisms that alter not only the amount of calories we eat, but also where on the body we store them. So your stress can make you eat more and store fat. Stress equals fat storage. But here's the thing, rest equals fat loss. No matter how perfect you are in any of the other areas of habits for your body, mind, and spirit, no matter how much kale you eat or no matter how many salads you eat, listen, stress will kill your results every time. A mindset around a lifestyle of rest and relaxation is the cure. We must seek to develop a rest-based living way of life. Rest-based living is the conscious and intentional pursuit of activities that rest, relax, recharge, and recover the psychic energy, which is stress, that gets so used up in our fast-paced, stressed-out, modern lifestyle. And listen, we're in a fallen world. We're going to have stress. And rest-based living, when we pursue that intentionally, and we choose to rest and relax and recharge, listen, that's going to do wonders for your health. So these rest-based activities, they must become a priority of anyone who wants to reach their goals for their their health and their life. When we include restful activities in our daily life, they're going to refill our tank and they're going to bring relief to our stressed out soul. We can then pour out from a place of abundance instead of a place of lack. Because listen, I know, like I talk with students every single week. And one of the things that I hear the most is like, when we're tired and we haven't rested, we make poorer decisions, especially when it comes to food, because that's, because that just creates a stressful environment. And now we're not able to make the decisions that are in alignment with who we really want to be, which is a healthy which is a healthy person, right? We want to be healthy. And when we choose to not eat healthy or do healthy things, then that's not an alignment. And resting can be a definite way to help us. So what exactly are rest-based activities? Because maybe you are or aren't doing them. Well, let me go ahead and read some to you. You can do things like reading a book or a magazine. You can nap. You can connect with loved ones as long as it doesn't deplete you, right? That's key. You can 
uh, pet pets, you can practice hobbies. So how many of you have given up on hobbies in your life because you've just too many other things have come in and robbed that from you? So maybe you like to knit or crochet or sew or scrapbook or all of these hobbies that we can come to love, but then sometimes put down for the sake of others. Or just creating, maybe you love to create art, exploring nature, being out in nature, cooking, journaling, walking leisurely, gardening, cuddling, time in bed with your loved one, soaking in a bath, drinking a cup of tea, and so much more. There's so many rest-based activities that can come into our life. Just give us a breath. Even deep breathing is a great way to rest. So what are some of the benefits of that? When you engage in that, you're going to have an improved mood. You're going to lose weight. You're going to prevent disease. Your hormones are going to start to balance. You're going to have improved sleep, decreased inflammation, decreased pain, longer life, decreased cravings. Like, why do we not rest? Why do we feel like we have to continue to go, go, go and never rest? Well, that all changes when we begin to establish the habit of rest in our life. So let's talk about the ideal goal when it comes to our rest habit. And that is, I want you to incorporate rest breaks throughout your day. And ideally, this is where we're heading. This is the end result. Ideally, we will enjoy a total of 90 minutes of rest-based activities in our day. 90 minutes of rest-based activities in our day. It can be broken up or it can be all at once. I like it broken up, but all at once is fine as well. And listen, the bonus here is taking a weekly Sabbath day. That is such something that is missing in our Christian lives is a weekly Sabbath. And so that, you know, fills our rest tank, but it also fills our spiritual tank as well. It was a commandment of the Lord. We need to embrace it. All right. So that was our spiritual health uh, worship. And then we had our, our mind health habit, which is rest. Now the next five are, we're going to be talking about our body habits. And we're going to go rather, rather quickly through these because I've talked about them a lot actually on the podcast already. So I'll be, I'll be sharing with you where to find some more resources. So the third habit is our hydrate habit. Hydrate. Of all the body habits we must establish, drinking water is the most vital to our health. Because listen, water is the second most important thing that our bodies needs to survive, oxygen being the first. And the body, which is 75% water, it uses 10 to 12 cups of water per day during normal bodily functions, such as breathing and digestion and elimination and sweating and removing toxins. Just about every function inside your body needs water. So we need to replenish it daily or our bodies will become dehydrated, sluggish, and malfunction. And what's sad is that 75% of Americans are walking around dehydrated and don't even know it. And it's really contributing to a significantly poor state of health. In episode number 14, titled Drink Water for Weight Loss, Could It Be So Simple? I go much more in depth into the habit of water and the why and the how of drinking water and how much you should be drinking. So definitely uh, refer to that if you haven't already. So what is our ideal goal when it comes to the hydrate habit? Well, ideally you will have discovered your unique hydration point. And I talk about that in that episode. So definitely go and check that out if you need to. And we want to enjoy pure water throughout our day. And most will find a hydration point that works for them somewhere between 64 and 100 ounces of water. And also ideally, 
uh, the ideal hydration goal is that you're no longer drinking calories and you've given up drinks that bring you harm. So we've given up juices, we've given up, uh, you know, milk, we've given up even maybe potentially coffee down the line. Although I got to tell you, giving up coffee is one of the hardest things to do. And so it's not something I usually recommend in the beginning, but we have to recognize that sometimes these uh, other beverages that we're consuming are not necessarily ideal and God gave us water for a reason. All right. Habit number four, sleep. (sighs) Not just any sleep. We need deep restorative sleep. A pioneer and leading authority on sleep research, Dr. William Dement said, you are not healthy unless your sleep is healthy. There is no other bodily habit that we that will have such a profound effect on the quality of your life, good or bad. Studies show that just one night of sleep deprivation negatively impacts our metabolism, our cellular biological clocks, and it it negatively impacts our day. And that's just one night. So what about days or months or years of sleep deprivation? Most people don't realize that their continuous sleep problems are also a catalyst for disease and appearance issues that they're dealing with, such as immune system failure, cancer, diabetes, obesity, anxiety, depression, Alzheimer's and memory loss, autoimmune disease, just to name a few. Obviously, sleep is important. Did you know that our ancestors slept for an average of 11 hours a night? This was before the invention of the light bulb. (laughs) You know how much the average American sleeps now? Seven hours. That is four fewer hours of sleep per night. Don't you think that that's going to have some sort of a negative impact on our bodies? And what would getting more sleep do for you? Listen, we must seek to reclaim our sleep. And don't worry, I'm not going to suggest you try and get 11 hours of sleep, but you can definitely, and you definitely need to get more than seven. So, and in our modern times with electric lights, televisions, glowing brain stimulating devices, stress, and never ending to-do lists, we will have to continually fight to make good quality sleep a priority. This is going to require determination, intention, and establishing a good sleep habit. Good sleep hygiene is what they call it. And I know for many, especially those perimenopausal, postmenopausal, we don't have hormones on our on our side when we get when we get to those stages of life, and that can really disrupt sleep. But we absolutely can still do things to help us to have deep restorative sleep, to be able to get to sleep and to sleep through the night. But it will take time, and I'm telling you, it is worth the effort. We must establish the habit of sleep. So here's what can happen when you get enough deep restorative sleep. You ready for this list? It's going to be worth it. More energy, better mood, improved brain function, improved memory, improved heart health, youthful skin and appearance, decreased inflammation, enhanced immune function, fat loss faster, and you're going to live longer. Don't you think we need to prioritize our sleep? Yes, 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 yes. We're going to talk more about sleep here on the podcast in future episodes. So what is our ideal goal? Well, we want to be consistent with a beautiful bedtime routine. We want to sleep eight to nine hours in deep restorative sleep with a consistent bedtime and wake time. Ideally, our bedtime will be around 10 p.m. That's really important. And we want to sleep in a dark cool, 
quiet, inviting room. That is our ideal goal. Okay. Again, this is where we're heading, but we're going to have to take baby steps to get there. Okay. All right. Let's move on to habit number five, move. God designed our bodies to require movement. It is not optional if we want to live a healthy free life. It is vitally, it's a vital component. Did you know that our metabolism is actually built on movement? Up to 15% of our daily calorie burn is made up of our daily movement. So movement actually is a bigger mover of our metabolism than exercise. Listen, exercise, yes, it can be important. I'm going to talk about it here in a minute, but movement is more important. If we're going to focus on one, we've got to focus on movement. It is also critical for longevity because the quality of our life well into our later years. So do you want to be someone, maybe you, you have family or you know of elderly people in your life where they are wheelchair bound or they are stuck in their chairs, unable to really do and go and be all that God called them to. But then there's others who have had a very active moving lifestyle and they are still gardening and, and shopping and and doing all sorts of things well into their 80s and 90s. That's who we want to be. We want to be people, we want to be movers well into our later years, but it requires us to move now. There are so many benefits to moving. It's going to boost metabolism. It's going to regulate your blood sugar, which is so vitally important. It increases circulation, provides nourishment to your joints. Movement can actually help with joint discomfort. Crazy, right? It's going to help to maintain and build muscle. That is so important for longevity. Increased energy helps improve mood. It fights osteoporosis. And those are just to name a few things. In episode number 36, Chris and I dive more deeply into movement. The episode is titled, Why Movement is More Important Than Exercise. I highly recommend that you take a listen to that where we dive in more deeply. So what is the ideal goal when it comes to movement? So we want you to lovingly move your body throughout your day. I want you to strive to stand up at least once every hour. You're going to achieve eight to 10,000 steps per day. And you're also going to engage in nourishing movement throughout your day, such as bending, squatting, reaching, stretching through things like playing, housekeeping, laundry, gardening, flexibility programs, and more. Okay. Listen again, that's the ideal goal. So if you don't get a lot of steps in the day, that's where we're heading. We just need to start taking baby steps. And I'm going to give you some of those baby steps in our healthy habit challenge. So don't forget to sign up for that. All right. Habit number six, eat glorious foods. God has given us so many glorious foods to nourish and bring health and healing to our bodies. The wrong foods bring harm. And with every single bite you take, you decide healing or harm. What you eat matters. Listen, if we choose foods that bring harm, then this is the risk. Excessive calories without enough nutrients. So we're going to be nutrient depleted. Obesity, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, digestive disorders, autoimmune diseases, just to name a few. This is not who we were created to be. We were not meant to live with these burdens. God has given us foods and and lifestyle choices we can make that can prevent and even reverse some of these things because these foods bring health and healing. Let me tell you about the benefits of when you eat God's glorious foods. I'm just telling you, it is worth it. 
more energy, better mood, improved brain function and memory, improved heart health, youthful skin and appearance, decreased inflammation, enhanced immune function, fat loss faster, yes, live longer, just to name a few. In episode number four, I share how to eat God's way using glorious foods. So if you want to dive deeper into this, I highly recommend that you check out that episode where I've talked a lot about God's glorious foods there. So what is the ideal goal when it comes to eating glorious foods? We want to eat glorious foods, God's glorious, nutrient-dense, whole foods, 80 to 90% of the time. We want to include a nourishing breakfast, a satisfying lunch, and a wholesome dinner. And if you do enjoy snacks, they're going to be healthy. And if you have desserts, same thing. We want to make, we still want to choose glorious options. All the harmful foods are gone. We, we engage in menu planning or shopping and we're sticking to the plan and it's easily, we easily do that. And ideally we have discovered our ideal diet that works for our unique body because no one diet fits all. So quite a lofty goal, but I'm telling you, it is possible for us to achieve this, but we do need to start taking baby steps to get there. All right. The last habit that deserves its place on in the seven healthy habits is number seven, exercise. We all know we should be exercising, right? But for some, it can be a really challenging habit to establish, myself included. And here's what you need to know is that all types of exercise, whether it's cardiovascular training, such as running or speed walking or elliptical riding or riding a bike or strength training. So like weightlifting, these can all have a positive effect on your body and your overall health. And each has specific benefits, but when it comes to overall health, or if you are trying to lose weight, there are definitely exercises that are better than others for that. And the latest research has shown that combining both cardiovascular exercise and strength training, especially into one short workout, that's going to maximize your exercise efforts. Chris and I talk a lot more in depth about exercise in episode number 25, the three exercise mistakes to avoid, and most importantly, what to do instead. In that episode, we talk more in depth about exercise. So definitely check that out. So what happens when you exercise the right way? According to like the latest research, when you start incorporating strength training mixed with cardiovascular workouts, what can you experience? Well, you're going to have a healthier metabolism, which leads to weight loss. You're going to look and feel younger. It's going to regulate your blood sugar. You're going to have more muscle, which is not necessarily a bulky look, but muscle because we, we lose muscle as we age, especially once we hit 40, it's all downhill muscle wise. We've got to maintain muscle. It's so vitally important that we do that. Working out the right way is also going to help you to manage joint pain, improve your balance as you age to decrease fall risk. Like, I don't know that you, if we realize that, like, no, depending on your age, you might not be thinking about what's going to happen when you're 70 or 80 or even sixties where like you might fall and break a hip and we want to decrease the risk of that and because that is uh, something that is definitely needs to be avoided. We also want to experience in, improved mood and improved heart health. So many benefits to exercising. We just need to do the thing, right? <laughs> so let's talk about our ideal goal when it comes to exercising. Okay. This is very unique to Healthy Free Life. Okay. Healthy Free Life, we recommend that your ideal goal is that you want to be working out somewhere between three to no more than six days per week. 
And then on three of those days, we encourage you to include strength training and ideally a combo of strength training and cardio. For example, if you're in Healthy Free Life Academy, that's where our metabolic workouts are so vitally important. Those 15 minute workouts are key to to seeing success when it comes to exercise that will help you to achieve the results that you're after, which is a toned, strong body and, and fat loss and all great things. So let me repeat that. You are working out three to no more than six days per week. On at least three of those days, you are completing a combination of strength training and cardio training. Now, ideally you will not work out longer than 30 minutes. And really we want you to work out 30 minutes on those workout days, but we really don't want to see you work out more than 30 minutes. And again, Chris and I talk about why that is in that episode that we talked about just a moment ago. So episode number 25, you can check that out as to why. And then, so three of the days, your strength training and cardio. And then on the other days, you can add in more metabolic workouts, or you can do something else that you enjoy, like swimming or running or playing tennis or doing a fitness class or hiking. There's so many options that we can do with our body to continue to move our body and to exercise. And so that's where it becomes a lot of fun. So there you have it. The seven habits of a healthy free life. Now, listen, I gave you ideal goals for each of these. And I also shared why it's so vitally important that we do it, but I definitely don't want you to be overwhelmed. Instead, what I want you to do is I want you to join me for the healthy habit challenge that starts on January 1st. You can go to healthyfreelife.com forward slash challenge to learn more and to most importantly, register. And we're going to begin to establish some small, doable habits, simple habits in five of these seven areas. And we're going to just slowly begin to create a beautiful morning routine that includes five of these healthy habits. And it's going to get you set up for success for the new year. So this is going to be amazing. So start with the healthy habit challenge and we're going to go from there and we're going to keep walking step-by-step together. I can't wait. All right. So now let me leave you with this reminder from Romans 12, 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Until next time, bye for now.